We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Rotoviz listeners? It's Colin Kelly here, executive producer of Rotoviz Radio and one of the co-hosts of the Rotoviz Overtime Podcast. I just wanted to drop by and say thank you, as always, for listening into another Rotoviz Radio production. As a loyal podcast listener, you can save yourself 10% off a Rotoviz NFL pass right now at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast or by simply adding the code RVRADIO2021 at checkout. That'll get you access to all of the content and tools on the Rotoviz website, the best tools and content in the business for the best listeners in the business. As always, we do appreciate you listening to each and every show. And if you do have 5, 10, 15 seconds to spare, please drop a rating for today's show on your favorite podcast app. It is much appreciated. With all that said, thank you once again for tuning in. I hope you have a great day. Now let's get back to the show. We're looking at top 20 wide receiver ADP in the Cardinals backfield on Roto-Viz Radio. Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I am Dave Cabin, one of the co-owners at Rotoviz, bringing you another solo podcast. I know that you are super excited about that. I think that I can deliver a pretty good show for you. I want to take a look at top 20 wide receiver ADP, then do a deep dive into the Arizona Cardinals backfield. I have talked about Arizona being a team that I see running a lot of plays, being a very good offense in the coming season, and one that is going to produce a lot of points. The question does arise, is that backfield one that is going to produce a lot of points, and should we be emphasizing getting Chase Edmonds or James Conner, and how do we choose between the two? So that is something that we will get into on this episode I'm hoping that I can pull somebody in that's going to be an exciting guest, and I have a couple of names in mind, uh, to join me on the Wednesday episode and the Friday episode while Curtis is out. He's actually, unfortunately, going to be out all week, but I think that we will make do. So with that out of the way, let's look at some top 20 wide receiver ADP. I have up the Rotoviz redraft rankings and I'm going to take a quick look comparing and kind of contrasting that top 20 ADP against where 
Sean Siegel, Blair Andrews, and myself have these players ranked and tease out any large differences. So if I pull up ADP, and I want to say this was referenced uh, or inspired this section, I'm changing it up a little bit because Curtis isn't going to be here. But this segment was supposed to be called AD Poop. Uh, for those of you that have been listening now, running back a month or so, I inadvertently said AD Poop on an episode. And uh, we received a message from Michael Lavery or Lavery uh, telling us that we should probably make that like a recurring segment where we talk about players with poop ADPs. Uh, I'm going to take that a slightly different direction because I think that will be a more fun segment when there's Curtis and I to both talk about it. But Tyreek Hill currently going as the top wide receiver in ADP. Our rankings collectively place him at wide receiver four. I don't have any large gripes with that. I think it's going to be hard to find people complaining about Tyreek Hill as the top wide receiver in ADP. He's followed by Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin Ridley, and Devontae Adams. Of those players, we actually have a name in there in our top five not being included, and that's Justin Jefferson. Um, I actually have him as my wide receiver four. Sean has him as his wide receiver three, and Blair has him as his wide receiver two. And I got to tell you something. If you have a Rotoviz subscription, go look at some fire that Blair Andrews has for his top ranked player. Uh, definitely check that out. Super intriguing. So we clearly are higher than consensus on Justin Jefferson, a player that we've talked a lot about on the site and on the podcast. Very honestly, what it boils down to is you have a receiver that looks like he could be an absolute perennial stud for years to come, coming off one of the best rookie seasons that you're going to see from a rookie wide receiver. He's clearly the guy in his team's passing game. We know that they can support the team with the rush. Um, they have a quarterback that's going to be accurate enough to keep this sustained. And let me just remind everybody what Justin Jefferson was able to do in his rookie season. Keep in mind, it's not like he came into the first game with this team knowing what they had in store. Uh, in his first game, saw just three targets, put up two wrecks, only three targets in week two. Then we saw the explosion in week three, seven receptions, nine targets, 175 yards, and a receiving touchdown. He continued in this season to have two games where he put up multiple touchdowns. On the season, he saw 1,400 receiving yards, 15.9 yards per reception. That's 11.2 receiving yards per target, seven receiving touchdowns. And it is easy to see how he actually could beat that this year. Uh, so just to elaborate on this a little bit more, and I know we talked about the fallibility of projections, but I think that this will give some insight into why uh, we remain excited about Justin Jefferson. I see him getting probably around 28% of his team's offense. He's one of the few players that lands in that sphere. Players that get to that point are guys that are going to finish as top 10, top five, 
wide receivers. If a player gets that type of target share, it is very hard for them to not deliver a top 10 type of season. 10 touchdowns in the 17 game season is very realistic. You don't have to project a season that's more efficient than he was last year for him to fall into that range. And I think that's why we all feel so comfortable putting him in there. Now, it's interesting to see DeAndre Hopkins actually come in at uh, wide receiver three right now in ADP. For us, he's actually wide receiver seven. I can kind of understand that to some extent. Calvin Ridley comes in at four. We have him at five. So that's pretty similar. Um, AJ Brown has a position rank of five for us. You see Justin Jefferson, excuse me, um, AJ Brown in at wide receiver eight in ADP. So in the top, you know, in the in the top section of the top twenty, there's nothing that's too wildly different. Uh, you have Michael Thomas in ADP coming in at wide receiver nine. We have him at a position rank of wide receiver twelve. Now I'm actually surprised to see that uh, CD Lamb manages to come in with a POS rank of nine. Uh, for us, he comes in at 12 in ADP. One of the biggest differences that you're going to see between what we have at Rotoviz and drafters is that we tend to really like T Higgins. So T Higgins actually is an overall redraft rank for us of 21. And for example, in Sean's rankings, he comes in at one at nine so he's in the top 10 in Sean's rankings. In Blair's rankings, uh, he just falls out of the top 10, but he's pretty close. And in mine, I actually am the lowest on T. Higgins uh, of the group, but he still slates in in my top 20. So I think that if you're looking for a player who's ADP, we feel isn't reflecting, let's say, the upside or even a likely outcome, it's T. Higgins. Uh, so hopefully at some point I can have Sam Wallace on, one of T. Higgins' biggest proponents, to talk a little bit more about him. I know I talked with him back in, it might have been the early spring, talked about T. Higgins with him and Matt Freeman. The three of us collectively felt very good about his prospects. As I continue looking down at ADP, um, you have Keenan Allen coming in, at uh, wide receiver 10. We would not really have any disagreements with that. In that same range, um, we have Michael Thomas at 12, Chris Godwin at 13. Now, Godwin, we seem to be higher than consensus on. He has an ADP of wide receiver 18. You know, that's not really too far off. Uh, you know, nothing wild there. We have Terry McLaurin at 14, comes in at 11 in ADP. This is an interesting one. Uh, you have Amari Cooper at 14, Robert Woods at 15, Mike Evans at 16, Julio Jones at 17. Now let me find where we have those players because I think this is where there's going to start to be some large differences. For us, Robert Woods is actually the wide receiver 25. So we have him at wide receiver 25. He's at wide receiver 15 based upon ADP. So that's one of the big differences. Julio Jones comes in 17. We have him 
at wide receiver 29. And the other player that I think is probably worth highlighting, uh, Cooper Cup in ADP is at wide receiver 19. We actually have Cooper Cup right at 19. So we have a very large disparity there um, on Robert Woods. I know Curtis and I talked about him somewhat recently on the show. Now, we could probably take a deep dive into that. I must admit that if you go back and you look at Woods' numbers from last year, it puts him in a sphere where it's not a wild thing to have him coming out as the wide receiver 15. However, I think clearly our ranking is showing that there are reasons that we expect that either Robert Woods is not going to be the player that he was last year, that... You know, another season at that age of 29, starting to take a step back. Maybe other players are taking step forwards and Robert Woods just kind of gets pushed out of that range. But I think also there's a number of young wide receivers now who carry more upside. And I think that's one of those things that we're trying to work into our rankings. Um, We want the players that are taking steps forward that are going to be big difference makers on your teams. And at this point, that might not be Robert Woods. That's probably something we could dig into a little bit more. But when I started reviewing these numbers, that was what stood out to me the most. Then Jamar Chase going at wide receiver 20 in ADP. That is pretty aggressive for a rookie. Uh, We actually, though, have him. We are even more aggressive we have him coming in with a position rank of 17. And that's just in straight up PPR. Uh, Just to give a little more insight on that, uh, my buddy Blair Andrews actually has Jamar Chase coming in his top 10. You can see we have a lot of excitement here. For me, Jamar Chase is... For me, Jamar Chase is actually much lower. So you can see that between Blair and Sean, there's a lot of enthusiasm, I think. So Blair actually looks pretty bullish on the Cincinnati Bengals. As I said earlier, has T. Higgins pretty high as well and actually has uh, Jamar Chase a little bit ahead of T. Higgins, which does seem feasible. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. 
So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. That takes us through that look at uh, some wide receiver ADP. Let's do a deep dive now into the Arizona Cardinals backfields. So we have to start at looking. We have to start by looking at what this team did last year. It was largely led by Kenyon Drake. He had 239 attempts. Of course, Kyler Murray significantly involved 133 rushing attempts. And then Chase Edmonds was at 97 rushing attempts. So that means Kenyon Drake controlled about 54% of team attempts. Kyler Murray, 28. Chase Edmonds only had 20%. On a per-game basis, that puts Kenyon Drake at about 16 carries. Chase Edmonds, around 6. I would expect that in the coming season, we see Edmonds somewhere around 11 and James Conner somewhere around 10. Do with that what you will. I think what I'm getting out of that is that I don't think that on a rushing basis we see any significant difference, or at least heading into the season, I can't confidently say as of right now which back I think controls more work on the ground. I do think, however, that it's fair to assume James Conner is used more as a rusher than he is as a receiver. As a result of that, I would expect Chase Edmonds to see more targets. Uh, That's not to say that James Conner can't be used as a receiver. Last year in Pittsburgh, in in 13 games, saw 43 targets, 35 receptions. Uh, But we saw Chase Edmonds last year, and this is playing with a guy like Kenyon Drake, who profiles perhaps more as a wide receiver than uh, James Conner does, we saw Chase Edmonds actually haul in 68 targets. Now, Kenyon Drake was targeted just 31 times. So I think that you could push back on the the statement that I made that perhaps Kenyon Drake profiles more as a receiver than James Conner. That might not even be true. But the important thing to focus on here is that Chase Edmonds is the receiver I would is the player I would expect to get at more volume as a wide receiver. And as a result of that, that makes him the more appealing fantasy player for me. Uh, I think that James Conner and Chase Edmonds, along with Kyler Murray, combined for somewhere between 20 to 23 rushing touchdowns that's similar to what the team did last year. Maybe Connor gets around seven of those. Edmonds gets five. That could be shifted a little bit. But if you're playing in PPR, it's going to be hard for Connor to make up the difference in pointage that's going to be scored as a receiver. I think Edmonds could see somewhere between 40 to 50 receptions. James Connor's probably between 20 to 30. That probably translates into a touchdown or two more as a receiver for Edmonds and, you know, maybe 200 or so extra yards. Of course, uh, none of this really matters, right? If their ADP places them in a spot where it's tough to take them. And uh, before we talk about that, though, just to give you an idea of where the team is here, we have Chase Edmonds with a position rank of 26. 
James Conner with a position rank of 35. Um, And I think that this is really important because like I said earlier, this is a team that I think could put together a very solid offensive performance in the coming season. And obviously, if one of these players does run away with that workload, they're going to be an absolute stud to have player that could possibly push your team to the finish line in the top three of your league, maybe take home the whole thing for you. Um, That's how good I think that this player could turn out if he were able to take an entire offense or take the team's entire offense. Chase Edmonds going around running back 27, James Conner going around running back 36. So their ADP in FFPC leagues puts them pretty much right in line with what our rankings have them looking like on the road of his website. Personally, for me, I think that both of these players fit more into my teams where I am going with a zero running back configuration. I don't think that either of these guys are players that you should be forcing into your team if you are using a construction where you do need to rely on your running backs to some degree. And this means that Chase Edmonds is going somewhere towards the end of round six and James Conner is going somewhere in round eight. An ideal scenario scenario for me would be that you see Chase Edmonds fall in round seven. He can be in the zero running back mix for me. I think with James Conner in round eight, some of my teams, maybe he falls into that range as well. At this point in their careers, though, I just feel better about Edmonds for everything I just said about the receiving work. Um, So my final uh, piece of wisdom that I will convey to you here is though it's an exciting backfield and I want a good piece of it, I don't think that you should be overextending yourself and taking Edmonds over like a Chase Claypool or Juju Smith-Schuster on teams where you need wide receivers or even if you are building up a solid wide receiver core. So maybe if I started like Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin, Robert Woods, um, Tyler Lockett, something like that, then I would pivot to Chase Edmonds or, or later try to work in Connor. Um, it's unfortunate that neither of these guys can become a top priority player to go after, but it is kind of cool that you might be able to find players who are going to have a couple explosive games here or there, especially, um, when a situation presents where only one of them is active, it's kind of neat that you can get those players later on. So though I am cautioning you against overdrafting them, I do think that if I drafted a hundred redraft teams this year, I would have Edmonds and Connor on a fair amount because I do like the upside that they can represent. And it's possible that we see this offense be able to at least some degree support the two of them. Um, I do think that we see Edmonds eclipse 200 points. And I think that um, Connor could do that. I think it's a less likely outcome. But uh, both players are in the running to be RB2s. I would be shocked, barring one of them getting injured, that we see either one pop into that RB1 sphere. And I don't think we're going to see a situation like we might in Cleveland where you could have two backs vying to both finish inside the top 24. Uh, But 
I do think that um, Chase Edmonds has a decent chance of finishing in there. So I appreciate you spending some time with me right now. Hopefully I will be back with an exciting guest uh, to talk to tomorrow. And I appreciate you listening. As always, you want to win a shirt, please send us some questions to 978-615-9214. And uh, we look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at DaveKabenFF and at CPatrickNFL. Email us at rotovizffshow at gmail.com. Visit rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for more information on listener-only discounts. And until next time, thanks for stopping by. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com